Ready? And if I sneeze on air... Well, you're the editor guy, so you can just take it out if you want. No, that's days. Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode... This is Podcast World 19, episode 6. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. Every week we listen to great video game music of any console at any generation. We put a little bit of constraints on things, but you know, you know how we how we do with rules. We just kind of go with it. We're rebels, Dottie. We just break them. We We're, break the rules. Yeah, we the rules are made to be podcasted about. <laughs> Which is doubly hilarious because we technically make the rules and then we break them. So we can't even hang on to we can't adhere to the rules that we create ourselves. It's just the desire to be rebellious is just that strong. We are the bad boys of podcasting. If you think you listen to the bad boys of podcasting, think again. We're those bad boys. But keep in mind, though, just I do my. I will say my switchblade is made of rubber because I don't want to hurt anybody. That's right. It's it's um, rubberized uh, switch console. That's right. And you throw it like a ninja star. <laughs> ninja switch. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, it sticks like in the my, wall. Like my switchblade? Nah. Do you like my switch? It's just like twirling a switch in my hand. Like, you came down the wrong alley. Who wants some Tetris? Who's ready for some Puyo Puyo Tetris action? Um, Puyo Puyo Combat Tetris. I'm sorry. My headphones are weird today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore that for now. Um, I want to bring up some things at the top of the show. We received a really nice email from someone named Gregory who wanted to let our audience know that on August 31st between 6 and 11 Eastern there are VGM jazz groups that are all teaming up to bring you free play a free international music festival that will be streaming on Twitch so I think it's all going to be um, all through maybe through one channel mm -hmm. and they're going to like simulcast it or maybe it's through multiple channels but all on Twitch. It's a huge video game music jazz festival. So there's going to be the VGM Collective from New York, the 8-Bit Jazz Heroes from California, the nice, exclamation point, Edmund is Super Sumo Wrestler from Tokyo. <laughs> Never heard of them. Uh, the Consoles. Yeah, we love those. We love ones. them. They're from Sydney, Australia. And then we have the Hard Modes from Virginia, which I need to look them up because I think the Hard Modes is like one of my favorite. Like I like the band name names so ever. much, and they're close enough that I feel like we should even try to reach out to them or darn selves and get them on the show. Yeah, like, I, I, lo I love I love jazz arrangements of classic game tunes. I think it's so clever. I concur. Mm. Um, so they say uh, we'll be playing back to back hour long sets in what will be, to their knowledge, the first strictly online international music festival. Also, alongside bringing some great live music, they'll be raising money for the Able Gamers charity, which I am 100% behind. That is a good cause. Um, and anything that can help enable people to play and enjoy video games after accidents or just if they've just to give people the, the controllers to play through games uh, that, that, that maybe other people can. I'm talking about um, there's, a, there's a great uh, player in the fighting game community called Broly Legs who is uh, paralyzed. Oh. And so he plays with like two fingers in his face. And he's really, he's a pro player. Really? He's amazing. I wonder if he ended up getting that cool controller that Microsoft was putting out there for a while where it was like meant to help disabled people I play hope games. So. I hope so, but he plays Street Fighter. That's a six-button game. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. wild. And another thing that people don't think about too is um, a lot of our games rely on uh, um, colors. 
Mm-hmm. And so people who are colorblind, so uh, people who who develop games with that, especially puzzle games, with that in mind, like I have a huge amount of respect for them. Like the game Hue, which is totally color based. Yes, and they still made it colorblind accessible. Yes, I've been thinking about that more. The more um, board games we play, where it's like you move the red cube. I'm like, what if I didn't know that was the red cube? <laughs> you you know? put a little symbol on the side. Yeah, or no, make, we didn't think that for it. Not make them all cubes, but I know that's money. So anyway. Um, check them out. It is called the Free Play International Music Festival. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is a super nice email that we received from uh, Alex, not Alex Messenger, uh, but he wanted to bring up um, that he's a fan of our show and he likes to listen to video game music at the gym. And he sent us a whole list of just great hype, hype video game music that he likes to listen to in the gym. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take those these tracks, which are all on YouTube, I'm going to make a playlist, and I'm going to post it on our Facebook group and on Twitch. So if you want to go get excited for some exercise, but also, I don't know, nerdy stuff, there you go. We'll have, we'll have a playlist for you there. And we still we stopped to get our workout episode. And we can ask even yeah, you know, I'm attribute it to, to, yeah. to Alex because, honestly, mm. it feels good to see someone else was like, you know... I know this is a topic that you guys were thinking about, and you don't have a list for yourselves just yet. Yeah, here's a suggestion of a bunch. Like honestly, they could be like like workout mix a la Alex or something. Like, call the episode title, and just like kind of get like a bit of a thank you. Because honestly, I do want to do that topic. I like to if I'm at the gym, like the gym gym. I like to listen to um, the VG Embassy, and I like to listen to the Legacy Music Hour. I can like listen to people talking and do other stuff. But if I'm running, I need the specific tempo. So I've talked about this before. I need like drum and bass or gabber or like really fast hard house music and unfortunately um, i'm stuck at the, the gym i go to they play <laughs> yeah. that music stuff and it's usually music that's just not so great and every mm. once in the blue moon you get the perfect tempo it's where you're just like throwing like a hundred punch flurries like well i'm tired yeah, but i can't good, stop right? yeah, i'll lose yeah. the beat oh man i i um i set up a uh, a new mix like was it yesterday no it was the day before and i, I ran um five miles and it was like like with the right music, it really can push you forward. You could possibly go 500 miles. Oh, that's what it was. Um, I was pl- I'm, I'm training for a DDR tournament, and um, with the. But Kim, r- have you thought you'd hear someone say that? By the way, <laughs> did you think someone would say that in the year 2019? Well, also <laughs> that too. Now I think about it, yeah, but <laughs> what? Because like that DDR is still like DDR tournaments st- are still big and are still happening. Yeah, like, and I'm not even playing DDR. I'm playing Step Mania, but like <laughs> anyway. But no, it's it's like. Like I, I, I feel like I do terrible, but then like the right, I find like the right song that's like five times harder than anything else, and then I pass it really well. I'm like, it's because the music. It's is, all about the music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I was with pop music. I ended up doing like what was that one track? Like, like it was like Russian Al Greto or something weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I see you get into it. Like you start like nodding your head, and you're like, okay, he's got this. And now all of a sudden yeah. I go from like doing like baby tasks, like just like having like a dull, like, <laughs> seizure on, yeah, the, yeah. on the machine. But oh, I want to remember something. That I want to forget again. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. Re- I meant to do this last week, but totally forgot. And this is totally shooting from the hip, so this may not even be a smart play. But let's take a shot in the dark here, folks. All right, I'm so, making a note to edit the show. No, yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to edit this. So, um, we had a donation of sorts from a very cool listener to the oh, show, right, right, Dan. Right, right. And what's going to happen is he donated a copy of Bloodstained. Whatever the darn subtitle, Ritual of the Night for the Switch yes. to the show. And the idea was he wanted us to do something with it. So what I 
thought about, Rob and I are talking about it, mm-hmm. we want to give it away as a prize on the show. Right. And the thought that I had for the, you know, to make you eligible to win this item, which is where the, I don't know how this is going to work, plays out, is last week's episode was about blood. And this game is about vampire. Well, it involves it doesn't even involve vampires, but you know, it's, it's blood stained. It's, it's vamp- a, vampire. It's, it's vampire adjacent. There may be a vampire <laughs> somewhere within this castle. Okay. Maybe. Um, so the thought I had was, hey, if you want to be eligible to win this game, mm-hmm. schedule a blood donation or look into scheduling a blood donation. Yes. Now, I understand that not everybody is capable of donating blood, whether it might be their blood isn't compatible for donations or a variety of other things. No, totally understandable. So the consolation for that would be do something charitable. Charitable. Like it could be a charity, like a financial charity donation. It could be, I don't know, be 100% honest about it, admittedly, but like take... Pick up some freaking trash in your neighborhood. I don't know. Walk some old ladies across the street. I'm talking granular if need be. Mm. Do something positive for the community and for others. For your community. And Yes. Yeah. And then share it with us. And let us know you did it. And we'll throw some names on a hat. Give it like a good two weeks to gestate. Get yeah, some entries exactly. in. And we'll donate the prize. And follow-up comment to that. Is that I also understand that I'm sure someone's listening to this right now and going, but I already have bloodstain. What's the point of this for me? I'll figure something out. You should enter anyway. Yeah, if, if it comes down that you actually have bloodstain and we'll, you manage to win. We'll give the runner up that and then we'll give you a high five. Well, something better than a high five. We'll figure out something. Uh, point uh, is, don't high five with like a $10 bill in your <laughs> hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Basically, the point is, don't. Don't just ignore the contest on the premise on the premise that you already have blood stained. Yeah. You still should enter. And we'll figure something out. Yeah, so that'll be over the next two weeks. So right now, today is August nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. So on September second, we'll announce the winners. Yes, sound good. I like that idea. All right, um, and then we um, we have some special stuff planned also for the Dreamcast's birthday. Yes. Which I think we should do every year from now on. Oh, yeah. The Drink is amazing. The Dreamcast is the, of all the game systems, like, yeah, the internet will post, you know, happy 30th birthday, Genesis, which actually just passed, before, <laughs> right. or like this, yeah. Nintendo. But the Dreamcast, to this, for this, forever, it's the only system whose release day I remember. So even though the system itself did not <laughs> succeed, the date they chose mm-hmm. was perfect because yeah. it worked. I also remember Sonic Tuesday, though I don't remember the actual date of Sonic Tuesday. It's not released on a Tuesday. So, again, proof that the Dreamcast release date was fantastic. And I love the console so much that I don't want to forget the day. It's just smart. It It was was smart marketing. It was also like a formative time in in my life. Smarketing. Where I was... Smarketing. (laughs) It was smart marketing. Where I was like, I was just kind of getting back into video games. And I was at a place in my life where... Save the story for the episode. Why don't you everyone get, just take a little seat here? <laughs> this is the Rob Nichols Dreamcast Fireside Chat. <laughs> That's enough for the actual That's episode. Enough. All right, so this week's episode, um, you called it the Nindies. Is it, it, admittedly, I didn't invent the name. I will admit, Nindies is what Nintendo calls their indie program. They basically fuse Nintendo okay. and Indies. So I haven't owned a Nintendo console since I bought an N64 secondhand like probably a week or two after the PlayStation 2 came out. Darn. 
Yeah, and I only the only game I had for it was Pokemon Coliseum. It wasn't even Mario Party. No, sir. Oh, mercy. So, no star stealing for you. Um, yeah. No, 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 wait. No, my last console was the Nintendo DS Lite. Man, that's now we're talking. And that was my jam. Yes, it should but be. But knowing now that the Nintendo Switch is like almost ubiquitous across people who play games, across people who who have families who want to play games, and that their online store is full of independent developers. Which is amazing makes because me they still feel need to so get, good. They still need to get that door store in an organized fashion. Oh, there is it bad? It's terrible. <laughs> and yet we still use it because it gets the job done. But well, it okay, needs some work. Let's say let's say um uh, you're listening to another podcast that you're on or if you're reading a review that Purnell did or something else Purnell related um, <laughs> and you're like hey Purnell's talking about this game would they be able to search for it and find it they like, should easily be enough to, yeah like if, you're, if they were if they were to say hey did Purnell ever review this video game mm-hmm. you could type in SML and then the name of the game and it'll come up. Or if you're on Facebook, you can no. I'm talking it. about like on the Switch itself. On the Switch, yeah. Oh, you can tell me if you just wanted to find it. Yeah, they have a good search function. Okay, okay. The, but, the main concern I'm referring to is like, what if you don't know the name of the game, and all you know is that you're looking for a specific type of game, or you're looking for like basically, I want to have it organized in a variety of different ways so mm-hmm. I can find games that I don't know I'm looking for. And typically on this system, it's mostly a matter of new releases going down from day release. Mm-hmm. Then there is um, coming soon. Then there's best deals. And there's like most purchased. Mm-hmm. But like as the systems, as the catalog has grown and grown and grown, it's harder to be a casual browser mm-hmm. of stuff that's been here and gone. Yes, I have been having that issue with the PlayStation 4 right now. Where I'm like, okay, what if I want to play something new? And then it's like, wait a minute. It's like the rabbit hole of the last like five years of incredible titles. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like with this Nintendo Switch, now, it may be partly because of the, the act of practice of reviews I've been doing mm-hmm. and also because, just quite frankly, I love the little bugger. But I'm sitting on like <laughs> over, literally over like 200 games on this thing. Yeah. Which means I'm not yeah. I am well engrossed. Of with interest in talking Nintendo indie games, mm-hmm. or at least recommending them. Now it's funny because prior to this episode on my Five Degrees game group, I posted an inquiry just to see what people would say. I said, "Hey guys, um, give me some name some Nintendo indie Switch games. Just drop a bunch of names." And the usual hits were falling: you know, Dead Cells and yeah. uh, Dead Cells and. Uh, you know, that game was it? Dead, 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 dead Cells. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Hollow Knight and all that. All the games that you knew mm-hmm. exist, the hotness. And I'm like, okay, this just proved to me that these are all great games, which is already new. But also that there are a lot of unsung heroes bouncing around the Nintendo indie store. There are. And um, I, I kind of I aimed for those. I aimed for the ones that like I, I kind of knew about or didn't know about at all. And then when I found out about it, made me want to buy a Switch. Oh, yeah. That's where I went for that's a good call. I like so, that. So there might be some overlap, but it's an even number of episodes. So I'm going to start us off with, and God, I got to tell you, every track that I found was so good. Was also, one thing, just, so to, good. just to clarify, just, mm. just for the for the, per, for the for the nick, nick, nick persons out there, <laughs> this, even though they're Nintendo indie games, they're not exclusively indie right, games right, for right, Nintendo right. Switch. Just they exist on it. Yeah, or it's like maybe it's like like Steam and then Nintendo, mm-hmm. or it's like primarily 
on on the Nintendo system. Yeah, um, and where I didn't choose independent titles created for for homebrew like past Nintendo systems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could have done that, but I didn't. <laughs> I was I considered doing it all that episode, like all like you know current era NES titles, but I found too many good titles on the Switch. Oh yeah, boy. So this is from the game um, Wargroove for the Nintendo Switch. And this is from the artist Phonetic Hero, whose name is Pete Lepley. And this track is called Cheeky Ruckus. Oh, I like the name. And it's an amazing name. That's actually my, um, that's my wrestler name. <laughs> Cheeky Ruckus. Oh, in this corner, we got Cheeky, Cheeky Ruckus yes. strutting down the strip with his boxers <laughs> falling down his head. What is he even doing over there? Yeah, Cheeky, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, this this is a I think it's a great track to start the show off with. So this is Cheeky Ruckus from the game War Groove, composed by Pete Lepley, aka Phonetic Hero. Listening to the cheeky ruckus, the cheeky ruckus. <laughs> I'm bringing the uh, the Wu Tang Clan back here um, from the game War Groove by the artist Phonetic Hero Pete Lepley. I'm actually curious about what general this theme is based on because this has to be a general's stage theme. It's like a tactical RPG 
yeah. situation, right? Yeah, Wargroove, yeah. I mean, memory may be off here, but Wargroove was a game that was developed in absence or in order to try to fill the absence of Intelligence Systems Advanced Wars series. Yeah, People yeah. missed the franchise for such a long time. That, that, that's what I was reading was like, if you like Advanced Wars, you're going to like Wargroove. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that's exactly how this, they developed that, that game with Advanced Wars in mind. Like, hey, we loved Advanced Wars. Mm-hmm. It ain't coming back. Let's do our own thing. And the game finally dropped earlier this year, and it's honestly a gem of a title. They made a number of cool improvements to the game, like how if you have soldiers flanking next to each other on the field, they will buff the guy that's actually doing the actual oh, attack. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So like, like you're you're almost incentivized to to move units together yes. in arrangements. Yeah, I like that. It's nice. Like they made a number of cool improvements mm-hmm. to the game. Admittedly, it's not a hundred, it's not one one to one advanced force, but then again, it doesn't need to be. It needs to be its own game too, mm-hmm. and I think it pulled it off very well. And the music in the game is definitely something that stands out well. I think Chucklefish was the developer of the game. Yes, same guys who did Time Spinner. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chucklefish has a nice little pedigree behind their belts, man. They I love do, them. they do. Yeah, they they're, they're really focusing on specific styles of gameplay that are people are really into. I think they might, are they the developer, or the 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 uh, distributor. They the could publisher? just be the publisher. Yeah. Like I know they're at least affiliated with the game. Mm-hmm. For all I know, it could be some random group that made the game, and then Chucklefish is like, "Hey, we like what you're doing. We'll publish right. it for you." But well, yeah. I mean, I would love to see more from this artist, uh, Pete Lepley. Oh, yeah. I'm really into the music that, that that's here. I, I think he's only worked on maybe one or two other games. The and those other games are. <laughs> that's one thing I gotta say. I kind of like yeah, about the, this episode. The other game, <laughs> the other game was a um, was a visual novel with a bunch of um, furry um, characters in it. Ah, which I mean was very very well produced. It looked amazing, but just maybe not for me. Oh, okay. But, but oh. this guy is an incredible. Like multi-instrumentalist. Well, are we talking like Sonic or like Sonic? Yeah, no, it looked more like Sonic. Okay. Yeah, what, I mean, I didn't get that deep into it. Okay. And good. I'm not going to. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. Because you know, there's no coming back. <laughs> there really isn't. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> <laughs> nice follow-up. <laughs> look, man. Look, man. I, I like animals. <laughs> and I like I like animals who talk in Disney movies. I if like that, animals if, who spin dash. And if that makes me a furry, then I don't know. It <laughs> doesn't, but heaven Maybe forbid it. if it did. <laughs> like I don't care. I don't care what people are into. It just that just didn't seem like the thing for me. Um, but like I was just trying to find like what like what more this artist has worked on. So it's 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 pretty recent stuff. So maybe he has a career outside of video games, and he's just dipping his toes in or. Or lending his tracks over, but this is really good. This is really good. I love the the flute and the um the the the, the, the rhythm of it. It's very like dance music-y. Yeah, at, the, yeah. at the same time, sounding like Super Nintendo you'll RPGs. Pulling, yeah, which is good because yeah. you'll be probably pulling your hair out as you're dealing with what's going on on screen. Oh, I am terrible at these games, man. Like the Advance Wars series, I could not. I just couldn't do any of it. I am too. Like I'm. I think if I try to, treat you were them, into it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But my problem was I always get too obsessed with getting S ranks on stages oh, and also yeah. getting too attached to units. So <laughs> units are supposed to lose, and um, they're supposed to lose. You know, numbers. People put to die in your units, and yet I never feel comfortable with units dying mm-hmm. on the field because there's a viable battle tactic to send a guy in with the intent being to pull the enemy forward they kill that unit and then you have three guys come out of the woods and finish them off 
But I'm like, I can't sacrifice anybody. Yeah. You, you atta- you're attached to all your pawns? Yes, yeah. everyone must live. And then when someone dies because I make a dumb decision, like, soft reset, <laughs> I can't take it. Man, that just takes even longer then, doesn't it? It really does, which is why Advanced Wars 2 took me many, many months to beat. Oh, and wow. while I'm still playing Fire Emblem Awakening. Aside from Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare Mode on top of that? Oh, yes. And Nightmare Mode Plus. Oh, yeah. All right, what's your what's your first Nintendo indie track? I will say I'm going to take a shot in the dark here before I announce my first track and say I have a feeling mm-hmm. this episode will be one of the first where every composer that we select will have never been mentioned on this show. Um, nope. Ah, crud! <laughs> Sorry, dude. Well, I'll- I can at least that for my list. <laughs> I'm a gun with it. But pretty close, though. All right, so what, what's yours? The first track I'm going to pick is from a game called Bot Vice. And the track is titled Where the Turtles Roam. And the composer for this track is Dominic Nenmark. Back. You're listening to Where the Turtles Roam from the game Bot Vice for the Nintendo Switch, composed by Dominic Nenmark. Now, this game, well, first of all, this track is a banger. Yeah, not, not all tracks get that second loop like this one does. This is really good. I love the swing beat. I love that that keyboard solo, like the, like the keyboard melody. I gotta it's tell you, man. It's real fun. The entire OST is this awesome. Like, this OST... Mm-hmm is phenomenal and it's amazing that i say that because most people who play the game will probably never hear it all because it is not easy the guys who designed this game oh, like you'll, you'll, never, you'll never get to the other levels you'll never get to the end <laughs> like it's more thing that's almost like me issuing a challenge to listeners i can tell you i haven't gotten to the end of this game but 
the game itself is really freaking cool. Well, tell me about the game. So I first and foremost, I actually blind bought the game when it first came out because the art style intrigued me so much. Mm-hmm. It, it's very colorful, active, very busy. Very like uh, it's got that kind of like pixely sprite art look mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And the way the game works, like I don't remember the exact story for like you know character names and all, so I'm not gonna go into that. But basically, you are a cop with a robotic arm who is going after a drug boss. That looks like he's straight out of like the villain from Die Hard One, mm-hmm. and as a res- to do so, she's basically going out onto the street, and she's just decimating the entire organ- terrorist organization's like units of force. God, I'm using weird English right now. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> yeah, the way the game plays is that it's almost like someone took those base levels from the Contra game and made a full game out of it with a more expanded view of the screen. Oh really? I mean, Contra One, where it's like you're like you're kind of going down, looking the straight ahead. Yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, where the enemies are shooting at you and there's stuff coming at you, oh, and you're at the far end of the screen, shooting up and moving left to right. But they made it larger. It's larger, <laughs> and it doesn't That's have cool. that weird tunnel look to it. Okay. So you're at the bottom of the screen, enemies at the top. You have a line of cover, like barrels and stop signs, whatever oh, it is. Oh yeah. And enemies are just coming out like a shooting gallery, blasting bullets at you. And you are able to duck behind cover. You can roll and you can shoot and oh, move very fast. Interesting. So that's that's almost like um, like Space Invaders, or maybe even uh, Centipede. I guess I kind of can see the Space Invaders element because those, those, they can. There's blocks of cover. You know what? That you can move behind, right? Not, yeah, Space Invaders did have the no, no, no. Never, 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 Space Invaders doesn't have the cover. Let's go with Defender. And the reason I'll say that is because if I remember correctly, Defender had the. No, Space Invaders also had the walls you could shoot through, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So let's go with Space Invaders because this game, the enemies can destroy that barrier that I mentioned. So if they take the barrier takes too much damage, the wall barricade comes down and mm-hmm. you have no protection. Also, enemies can eventually get up and run behind the barrier a la Centipede if they get too close. Oh, cool, cool. The game is frenetic and fast. Like, you will die on the tutorial stage. I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee it. They're just, like, they're just letting you know at this point. Like, that's like, going to be hard. Yeah, we're not yeah, pulling that's, any that's punches. Awesome. And it's yeah. even worse for people like me because you have infinite ammo for your main gun, but sometimes enemies will launch back you know, like special gun ammo for you. And all the special guns, of course, have ammo, which means you can run out. Which makes a hoarder type not want to fire the special guns. So I'm like, nope, I might need it later. It's like, so you're, you're like, dying now. You're like playing Mega Man, trying to get through everything, shooting lemons at everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got sourpuss faces, but bad is it worth it? Oh, man. But like, this every. I want to try this now. This sounds cool. It's great, man. It sounds hard. Oh, it's difficult. Yeah. But it's, it's a gym, and it's a game that I never, ever hear anyone bring up when they talk about Switch Indies. So it's like, perfect. Have to yeah. talk about bot vice. It's like a that. game people should play. This is good. This is like a, this is also like trying to bring to people's attention maybe games that aren't going to be on the top of that list when you look when you boot up your Switch and look at. Oh yeah, like titles. for example, like Hollow Knight has fantastic music, phenomenal music. But at this point, I can't think of a person who owns a Switch that doesn't know about Hollow Knight. Mm. Maybe not own it, yeah, but, but they, they know about. But they know it. about. It. They know about it. But now you might not know about this game. Ooh. This game is called Into the Breach. Have you heard of this one? I have, but this is a game you should be talking about. Yeah, I went into yeah, I went I went hard into the strategy games that I found because this looked really cool, um, and also because the soundtrack is done by the artist Ben Printy, who we had we played on the show before. Oh, because um, he did the music to Faster Than Light FTL. Oh, okay, which is um, I think this is from the same studio too, isn't I think, it? I think I'm pretty sure it's the same studio. 
Um, and this is a track called Pinnacle Robotics from the game Into the Breach. This is Pinnacle Robotics from the game Into the Breach for the Nintendo Switch. Music composed by Ben Prunty. Into the Breach is another of the many games that are in the to-play queue on the Switch. Though I have heard it's a fantastic game that actually it was recommended to me by both Matt's in my life. <laughs> Matt Waldron and Matt Bars. Oh, that's interesting. I totally just throw their names out in there in the public. But that's uh, right. They Matt W. <laughs> Matt W. Um, and Matt B. Is a big fan of Faster Than Light. Yes, and uh, and that soundtrack as well. So it's no big surprise that he also recommended this. This game caught my attention one because it's got a really cool, um, like techie futuristic art style, but still kind of old school and pixely. And it's a tactical 
kind of RPG battle system type game, but it's all like really small, self-contained stages. Yeah, yeah everything can be fit on one screen, but it's very tactical despite that. Like, there's a lot of options. Like, I know one thing you can do is like when you your your attacks that will actually move and push the enemy units mm. around the screen. So, like, you might say throw a fire mortar that lands in the middle of two units. It'll blast to the left and the right, and it'll send those units careening into, like, lava pools that are sitting out on the map. So you can actually really play around with the mechanics of, yeah. like, you know, just, like, positioning enemies and your own characters. I like that. that that's, a, that's what made me really excited about this game is because it's, it's almost like it's taking the idea of this style of game and distilling it down. Like, it's almost, like, condensed. And it helps, too, because mm-hmm. it's also, if I remember correctly from what Matt B. was telling me, it is a roguelike. <laughs> like, we're just using their initials now. Matt B. <laughs> Um, it's a roguelike strategy game in that sense because you choose like three different pilots for the mechs and that determines what types of abilities or movement or whatever the mm-hmm. mechs will have mm-hmm. and that's how you'll play through a series of stages in the game. And I want to even say that the stages themselves may be either randomly generated or like a series of stages you can select. I can't remember which because again, it's in my to play list of 200 games on my <laughs> Switch. I'm going to play it. But um, yeah, it's a... Honestly, everything I've seen about it and heard about it just screams quality product. Yeah, it looks cool. It just looks really, really cool. Taking that time. And again, uh, music by Ben Printy. Uh, the reason I, I chose this track is because I love the way it, it's got that tension, almost kind of cinematic tension. That the the violin. The violin's nice, but um, the way the like, the drums like it sort of, it sort of like builds to something. It's it's constantly building then stopping and building then stopping. And I imagine like this music playing during gameplay is probably really exciting because it feels like you're building and building and building and it gives you this moments, you know? Oh, yeah. There's this incidental, like, I'm doing something amazing moments. I, I, I like that a lot. This, I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. I like the gameplay concept. Everything about this just screams joy. Though, of course, now the question is... When are you going to play it? <laughs> well, we know the answer is never. <laughs> probably not. But... A lot of games. Yes, but eventually I'll get to it. My <laughs> hope is I'll get to it. But... I don't know. I, I think it's a quality product and a solid recommendation from the show. Even though none of us have played it, we just know enough about it. I think I'm like, I think I'm like, you know, second handing the recommendation, yeah, Dale. I think that's, that's okay. I think people can accept that. You know, we're not telling, our show isn't about, you know, full on game reviewing. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, recommendations. But it's every just, once in a while, I got about this. It's definitely not. Yeah. But my mind is just naturally gravitates towards. Mm. I want to recommend this game. It's a good game. And if I feel like there's enough behind it to do the recommendation, it's like, yeah, music is good, but you should play it too. But yeah. by the same token, I could also say, here's music from that game, Doki 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 Butt Wipe. I don't know whatever it would be called. <laughs> I'm not recommending you play that game, but the music must have been very good. I wouldn't recommend even Google searching that name. Yeah, please don't, because uh, I just made that up, but who the heck knows what the internet's got for mm-mm. it. It um, could be bad news bears. Not at all. So then, what's next on your list? Maybe something not you have that played? game. <laughs> Maybe not that game, but something you have played. Yes, definitely. What, what you got? This game was a title that I guess isn't really a surprise. I enjoyed it, but I don't know. Well, I'll talk about it and we'll find out. Okay. And the game itself was titled Metagal, and the track doesn't have a title, so it's just the stage theme for the Shield Gal stage. And the composer of this track is Mohammed Kamil Sundrajit. Or Sudrajit.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Shield Gal stage theme from the game Metagal from Nintendo Switch. I think it's also on Steam, as it may be on PS4, too. Anyway, it's composed by Mohamed Kamil Sudrajit. And I have been in love with this track since the very first day I heard it. This it's, is killer. It's like, this one, is killer music. Yes, like have you ever played a Mega Man game and you like a stage theme so much that whenever you come back to revisit the game, you might just boot up that one level, <laughs> play through it, and then shut the game off? Because mm. you already got what you came for. You yeah. wanted to hear that track theme. Shovel Knight, I did it with uh, the Explodatorium stage oh, for Plague Knight. I love Plague Knight stage. Yeah. I would just boot up the game. That's why I've never beaten the game. I'll boot it up to Plague Knight <laughs> stage and shut it off. I'm still surprised that I finished that game and you didn't. Yeah, I never finished it. Wow. And I, I hooked the Wii U back up recently, so I should do it while the iron is hot. Well, this is fantastic. This isn't just um, classic-sounding music. This is music composed on the FEMA Tracker which is, I guess, the modern way that you would compose for Nintendo, but also is not just the um, Famicom... Uh, it's Famicom Disk System plus the 5B Sunsoft chip, so that's why there's additional channels going on here. And, and, and I could be wrong, but as far as I know, the only game that used that Sunsoft 5B chip was uh, Gimmick. Which, as we all know, has a phenomenal and very unique-sounding yeah. OST for the NES. I mean, that, that soundtrack is probably my favorite, one of my favorites of all time. Yes. Like, just of any game, all time. Masashi Kagayama, one of the best. Honestly, the I, best. I have to agree with that in the sense that I haven't even played the game. I only know about the game's existence because of Steel Samurai and their track that they compose. Yeah, for a track into the game that wasn't even in the game. Yes, <laughs> it's like, what the hell is S-Mod? They come to find out, oh, it's from a game I've never played, but the track itself isn't in the game. Ah, oh, whatever, I'm going to play this game and yeah. eventually, but I just love the OST for oh, it. That game is so hard. It's so hard. It's inc- it's super difficult. It's so cool, though. This um, game, on the other hand, is not difficult. Yeah, well, within reason. There's some, definitely some tough spots, okay. but overall, not too bad. And this track is a jam. This track is a serious jam. Like, it's got so much going on. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, like, the idea of Metagal is it's pretty much a game designed by yet another fan of fan or fans of the Mega Man franchise and style of gameplay. And the premise is that you are Meta Gal, who is like one of a series of Gal units invented by a professor who gets kidnapped by a bad professor, and then you have to save your sisters who have been reprogrammed. Does that sound familiar? It should! Oh, instead of the Robot Brothers, it's Robot Robot Sisters. Robot Sisters! Yep. (laughs) But at the same time, despite the fact that I couldn't really care less about the plot, the gameplay is solid. It's it's quality Mega Man yeah. style gameplay, run and gun. It's only it's as short as say the Mega Man Game Boy games though, whereas instead of having eight bosses, I think there's four in this game, mm-hmm. followed by the final castle stage or whatever. How are the uh, how are the boss fights? They're honestly pretty nifty. Like nothing is gonna really tax you too much. It's, you'll you'll figure out the pattern easily enough and win the battles. Okay. But it's just the overall experience that feels fun to play. And I like how they treat the boss weapons in this game because if I remember correctly you, it's kind of like how Mega Man X did it, where you could always fire your normal gun along with the special you have equipped. Yeah, I like But that. in addition to that, you can actually build up your special meter in ways aside from just getting the special weapon pickups. I think you can actually charge it up by over time or by killing things. Again, it's been a minute. Oh, but, well, that's an interesting balance. Yeah, so it makes how, it such how a long are, How long are the stages? Are the stages, are you say, like, like normal, like, Mega Man? They're actually like, longer oh, than normal Mega like Man normal. stages. Yeah. I will say that. I like, like that. 
So, I mean, that's probably the balance out to only being four bosses, I'll admit. But it's just a good time. And hearing tracks like this, which for the record, I got to admit, though, this is my favorite from the game. And while all the music in the game is good, your mileage may vary on it matching up to Shield Gal's theme because this is a banger. Okay. But overall, the music in general is good, too. And it just, I feel good playing. Like, I do this one, it's like another level, like the dash is like one of the meta gals in her. She's like a fire dash move. And her music theme, I remember being really good too. It's like, just, I enjoy playing through the game. It's a fun title. And another one that, it's also really cheap. I think it's like five bucks on the system. Okay, so this is a high, I mean, even for the set, just to listen to the music while you play, this is a huge recommend. Mm-hmm. This is really good. This is really good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, even if you buy the game and do the Shield Gal stage and then stop playing it. It's worth the $5. It's worth the $5. <laughs> well, you heard it here, man. That's 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 a huge recommendation. All right, my final track is from the game. You ready for this? No! Um, actually, I, uh, I watched you play this at your house. Really? And, and I thought this was really cool, and I completely forgot about it. On the Switch? On the well, it exists on the Switch. So <laughs> That's I enough. I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Wizard of Legend. Oh yeah! And it looked really cool, and then I immediately forgot about it. And then I saw it again, and I'm like, oh, I want to play this now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really neat. Um, this is a, this is the boss music called Duel, and it's composed by Dale North. That is dual boss music from the game Wizard of Legend. Wizard of I said Wizard of Luncheon. Wizard of Legend for the Nintendo Switch, composed by Dale North. Wouldn't we all want a Wizard of Luncheon in our lives? Oh my God, that that's the next game. That's the next big thing. <laughs> Wizard of Luncheon. God, that's this this song is so hype. This song is so hype, and then and then it gets even hyper. Ah, oh, incredible. Ah. <laughs> oh. And it's not even about lunch. Yet. Yet. Oh, wow. This is so cool. Yeah, I'm really, I was really intrigued by this game. I, I love the uh, the combat style. It reminded me of like Hyperlight Drifter a little bit. Yeah, it's very fast paced and frenetic, fast. which yeah. this music is perfect for on a boss fight because the bosses always feel, there's like, I think I want to say there's like four of them because it's like different wizards, like rival wizards you're fighting. Like mm-hmm. They're like 
Wizard guy. It's been a while for me because, again, as Rob mentioned, I was reviewing this like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. a year or two mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. and he stopped by while I was yeah. playing it, so we got to see it in action. But it's very frenetic. Their wizard character comp- puts together a spell book composed of various spells that you can purchase in the market. And then you go underground and you dash and kick butt. <laughs> yeah, it's there's like there's so many combat options and I love the art style. It's super colorful and it's kind of abstract at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this music is just incredible. I love like it's almost like a, there's like a voice that's behind it too on the second half. You mean the voice saying don't die <laughs> coupled with the voice of saying no you should die here yeah the choir is like ah, don't die <laughs> <laughs> no you should die die don't die, die. don't die um, yeah, I, I I love this track I want to get I want to get to the end again and start it over I wonder if that would do well <laughs> in the game if it was basically mm. two oh, singers so com- singing where one one half is saying you should totally die now and the other half is like no you can make it survive to the end of time <laughs> that would be great if it was like the last track of like Meat Boy like while you're playing it it's just like maybe dueling like singers like just making fun of you like one one is encouraging you and the other <laughs> one's like saying you'll never make it just save your game survive! and walk- just save your game and walk away <laughs> <laughs> alright what's your last track well, I was torn, but I'm hoping maybe the last one could just be for like the Ender or something. Mm-hmm. But this track I'm going to pick, and I looked, and apparently I never said mention on the show, which I'm shocked by. But it's from the game called Okunoka. 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 O k u n o k a. All right. And the track title is called Pink Pepper, <laughs> and it's composed by Andre. It has an A, but I think it's actually pronounced Andre. Not Andre three thousand. No. No. Actually, it's funny. I just recently saw a sketch regarding Andre 3000, which I love. But Andre Federici.
Welcome back. You just Ooh. listened to Pink Pepper from the game Okunoka. From pretty much, I think it's on Xbox One also, but for Nintendo Switch, composed by Andre Federici. You said Okunoka, and I was like, oh, that sounds cute. And the, game, the track is called Pink Pepper, and I was like, oh, that's adorable. And, and then you learn the truth. Wow, this is some, this is, this is some like skitchin level of heavy. And it's funny because this track, from what I recall, the OST stands out as like, I think it's like the only one that really has this level of weight to it. All the other tracks are very atmospheric and relaxing and mellow, oh, really? which is good because some, it is. this is a massacre game of the highest. If you thought Meat Boy was too easy, take a look at Okunoka, pull your darn hair out, <laughs> if you had some hair anyway, because oh, wow. I don't have much hair, so I had nothing to lose. But um, So basically, the idea behind this game, I couldn't describe the story. I don't know. It's just a really cute guy running around eating colorful little shiny... <laughs> lum looking things but the gameplay style is similar to how meat boy was where it's a short course and you can run very fast you can hop you can wall jump and your goal is to get to the end of the level and eat the whatever cute thing is at the end of the stage mm. but the thing that makes this different from meat boy and honestly i think makes it much harder is that you as you go through the game your character is given abilities it's not something you find or just added to the game to make it more complex elemental base fire ice and electric hmm. now mm -hmm. what they do is they let you activate and deactivate different platform types so in addition to the normal need to like keep track of wall jumps there might be a level where you have to actually activate and deactivate the walls that you're jumping off of that's that is a next level of complexity oh yeah and these things that are already like you have to be so precise with your movements yes that's insane it's a brutal brutal game and you're saying like the rest of the game the soundtrack is kind of light it's a little more relaxed mm -hmm. and then are you being chased by something on this music with this music playing now nah, this is the first levels the, the boss of the first world and what happens you end up jumping into like a little room with it and it's like this weird grody looking bird monster so i'm not <laughs> even sure why it's called pink pepper but he's basically trying to kill you inside this room and you can't fight because you're a little platformer guy mm. so what you're doing is you're uh, one of the phases of the fight is he starts to try to chat dash at you and just bash into a wall so what you have to do is run away from him activate the wall like the ice wall jump off the ice wall then deactivate the ice wall so he passes through it and hits the spiked wall behind it that's crazy yes that sounds like way too much <laughs> it gets crazy like there's like areas where like you'll be going around like a loop like a loop-de-loop -loop that you have to deactivate as you're jumping off the ground so that your walk you're jumping through it so like you have to jump off of it then deactivate it so that the outer rim of the circle is gone oh. when you jump into it so you can get on the outside and you're doing that it gets crazy how so is this one that you've completed heck no how far have you gotten through this i'm one? like on world three and that <laughs> took much 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 time yeah. this is a hard game and there's also like how meat boy had those little bonus levels this game also has bonus levels where it might be like a black silhouette universe where it's just you can't see specifically what the things are it's just oh. you can tell that's pointy which means don't touch it and you're trying to maneuver in the dark it's some, do, you, do you still have to like be able to switch off, on and off? Still got to do it. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Like, yeah, that, that's actually nerve-wracking just talking about it. It is, but that's, I mean, it's like we were talking about earlier. Like when like Rob had to step out earlier to take care of the show mascot's needs, um, <laughs> and when he returned, I figured I'd break up the Switch while I was waiting for him to come back, and I was playing um, SteamWorld Dig 2. 
I was told him how I was considering playing Bot Vice. But you needed something a little more... Mellow, more yeah. relaxing. And SteamWorld Dig 2 is the kind of game where you just kind of play it, and even though you can die in it and stuff, yeah. you don't feel like you're challenged. You're just kind of progressing, and it feels good. So his thought at the time, Rob's thought was like, you know, you need a game that's fun. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Bot Vice is definitely still fun. It's just... When I play Bot Vice, I expect to be stressed out and feeling a sense of tension. I'm not playing Bot Vice to relax. I'm I'm playing it for a challenge that's going to beat me into the wall. Yeah. Okanoka is a game you play to get your head beaten to a wall and then come out on the other side of the wall with a few bandages, but otherwise unscathed. Yeah. I do I do like games like that because I feel I, I like games like that because they distract my mind. Yes. They're focused solely on that one thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to turn this song down, which is super heavy, and we're going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme, and I want a little cheat, cheaty, cheat-wise here. Now I want to watch The Good Place. Thanks for that. <laughs> this is, um, why The Good Place? Cheaty. Oh, cheaty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, is there the cheat place in there? I don't know. <laughs> the I, cheat I, place. I stopped after season one, although I really enjoyed it. Wait, what? I know, right? I haven't, I haven't gone back to it. Oh, God. Season two, I started immediately you know, because the end of season one was just that good. I know. Season one ended, but the season two hadn't been released yet. Oh, yeah. you were. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But now there's like... The uh, final season? What do you mean? There's the, well, the no, final no. season starting and there's only four. No, there's three seasons of this um, show called uh, Sugar Rush on Netflix where they have to make desserts. And there's another one called Chef's Table. Where you they, guys are all about the competition. I'm shows. really into the food. It's the food shows. Is what it is. Anyway, I can't. I can't. Food um, shows make me hungry, and I can't make those dishes. So we talked about. Oh shoot! Was this Meat Boy? No, I can't remember. This is a game called The End Is Nigh. Oh, I know this game. And this is by the developers of Super Meat Boy. Thank you. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the case or not. The developer, or some of the some of the develop some of the developers of Super Meat Boy, not all of them. Um, this is the end is nigh for the Nintendo Switch. This is the credits music, um, and I wanted to showcase the track one because I think it's really neat. And two, it's not going to be released on the on the official soundtrack, Aww. or was not released on the official soundtrack. It is composed by Ridiculon, which is the combination of Matthias Bossi and John Evans, with on vocals Shoban Magnus. used to think laughing was an easy thing A tiny silver bell that learned to ring mm-hmm. Now I haven't left the house in a little while Unread letters in a dusty pile
Credits theme from the game The End Is Nigh, found on the Nintendo Switch, composed by Ridiculon, which is Matthias Bassi, John Evans, with Shoban Magnus on vocals. Um, and a bit of trivia is that she was a finalist in season nine of American Idol. Nice. <laughs> I just something I came across. But no, it's a pretty good track, right? I that I can honestly say that I now have really a second vocal track to loop this week along with the other one I've been looping all week. If you search for this on YouTube, um, the, uh, the, the, the producer is ridiculous. They have released the soundtrack. You can listen to it there. Nice. And they've also released extended versions of all the tracks. So there's all 10, 15-minute like, extended versions of the song, um, including this song, which is really cool. And it's interesting. Like, the track itself is interesting, given the premise of the game too. Mm. Like, do you, do you know what the premise is? The general, honestly, not at all. I mean, I looked at it; it looked like a cool platformer. I listened to the, I listened to the rest of the soundtrack, which was good. But mm-hmm. this this, of course, like stuck out to me. Oh yeah, very different. This is another massacre game, <laughs> um, and the premise is the world has ended, mm-hmm. and you just play as this weird gummy slime thing. I don't know what he's supposed to be. And he is the last being on Earth, and he is looking for a friend. So he leaves his home where he just has a bunch of stuff to play with because he's tired of being alone. He goes to seek out a friend. So he's, he's traversing the post-apocalyptic landscape with hopes of meeting someone. Hmm. It's an interesting premise for a game, I think. Oh, the um, <laughs> I hope with, he finds that friend. Well, with the tone of that last song... It's hard to tell if it's a positive ending or not. That's for sure. But um, it's really good. That's really, really cool. So, yeah, definitely check that out. If, if anything, check out the rest of the soundtrack. Thank it's you. fantastic. All right, what you got for now? All right, well, I didn't have nearly as much luck in the normal sense because my first problem was trying to figure out a remix or a cover for a Nintendo indie game, and then it hit me. There aren't a lot of people who have been covering Nintendo <laughs> indie games for the Switch lately. But what I did stumble across while traversing the wilds to find something was an interesting little track. So, it's a game I really like called Blossom Tales. I've mentioned it on the show multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. The, I love the music you've been finding for that game. Yes. And the original composer for that game series is Visiger. He's like, I believe he's out of New York. Yes. Now, apparently, Norn Red at one point was asked to compose a track for the game, too, that was never used... But he still made it available to be listened to on the wilds of the internet. Mm-hmm. So when I came across that, I was like, well, 
That totally counts. Oh, so an unreleased track for Blossom Tales. Exactly. Cool. So I ended up going with that as my pick. So this is an unused track for the game Blossom Tales, which I believe he said was meant to be the overworld. And it was composed by Norn Red. Welcome back. You're listening to the overworld theme, or would have been overworld theme, from the game Blossom Tales, composed by composer Norn Red. So, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Blossom Tales. I will recommend it to anybody who will Mm. listen. So, to hear that this track was composed for the game, but then never used for the game, made it stand out as something I absolutely wanted to share. Because I wanted to listen to it, too. So, was he originally brought on to to do the soundtrack and then... Did something else, or was he just? Well, he wrote it. I think he mentioned a description of it in the in the actual link. He says something about how originally it was always going to be Visigur, but they asked him to submit a track, probably as a backup option or something. Don't know, but in the end, they just decided not to go with yeah, it. Here we are. Um, ultimately, they went with the composer who had already done most of the soundtrack already, uh, Visager or Visager. I don't know. Um, and my track was never used. I'm actually not sure what all went down, but I suspect they just wanted to have some options available to them. Regardless, I was paid, and I went on my way. So that's that's nice. He was he wasn't like he was just um, throwing music, and then it just didn't get used. Um, but it's a great. It's got a great feel to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I like this track, and I feel as though if it did get used, it would have still been a quality tune to hear within the game, and mm. it would. I think it also would have fit too. They asked me to write something that was 16-bit plus, <laughs> which I think is right right along these lines. So there. Like 17-bit. Yeah, it's because it sounds like it does sound like really good 
like Super Nintendo RPG music if it, if the Super Nintendo had like a much higher like quality sample set, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really nice. Well, for more information on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to all of the artists' band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can download the music, buy the music, and support the artists. Thanks for listening to our episode of Rhythm and Pixels, episode 19-6, Nintendo Independent Titles. No, independent games on a Nintendo system. Music the, from them. But that is no ring to the Nindies. Uh, though we should we're kind of uh, still Nintendo's thing, so maybe we should call something like It sounds like a special brand of underwear. Like I I'm, well, I'm wearing my Nindies. Honestly, if I had Nindies, I'd feel I'd be proud to wear Nindies. And then Nindies would be like not much of underwear. Let's call them Nintendos. Like in between boxers and a t-shirt. It's like a onesie. I see. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> Nintendos. Inditend. Indeed. Nintendo and Indies becomes Nindies. Right. Indies and Nintendo become Nintendos. Mm. Which is just Nintendo with an S and no N. So it kind of doesn't work so well. well. well smaller developer groups publishing games on the Nintendo platform and we're playing Nintendo music on our show. But it's not Nintendo music. Don't attack us, Nintendo. <laughs> we're okay with that. We're it's, cool. No, it's fine. They can come. We're, we're on the level, guys. We'll give them cookies. Yes. Delicious, <laughs> delicious Mario Mario baked cookies. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening to our show. We've got some special episodes planned. we got some special uh, uh, guest episodes coming up. And we just got some more fantastic music. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or if you just want to say hi. Or hit us with some topics. If you got some topic ideas, we got some great ones in the email. Send us some more email. <laughs> Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you would like more information about our show, um, full track listing from all the episodes and ac- uh, links and access to all the other stuff that we're doing. And we have a, uh, a schedule of, of live events, but I think we're past everything. So, But that's all there on the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash rhythmandpixels. We also have a group called the Rhythm and Pixels Chat. Um, that's where we chat about the game of the month, which is Rayman Legends. It's hard to get people to play. Yeah, but it's just it sparks some discussion at least. And I am happy yeah, with that. I like good. the discussion. And honestly, to quote some really old TV show, probably The Simpsons, if even one person played and enjoy it it was worth it that was the simpsons that was um uh the, the, the doll lisa lionheart lisa lionheart i love that um it cost me 40 million dollars <laughs> and if you <laughs> yeah, that's right and if you would like to um also chat about more simpsons references check us out on instagram and on twitter and also go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels there we're releasing all of our episodes every week um, in tandem and we also have our uh, radio station playing uh, nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit Nintendo music 24-7 uh, <laughs> Nintendo. Just, just calling them out now um, yeah no, it's all there just for free uh, all day long just tracks it's not the Nintendo it's like Sega Turbo Graphics it's everything it's everything it's everything that's 8-bit and 16-bit generation um, and if you'd like to support the show 
um, please share it with your friends. Please tell someone that you love and care about. Tell someone you don't love and don't care about. Tell tell someone you, you really dislike about our show, and maybe you'll make a friend. There you go. Yeah. Tell a guy you just met on the train. Hey, guy. <laughs> Pick those groceries up, and on your way out the train, listen to Rhythm and Pixels. It's a larf. It's I like that. Rhythm and Pixels. It's a larf. <laughs> Barf. Um, and if you'd like to support us in other ways, you can go to Rhythm and... Uh, the, you can go to this every, Rhythm week. every week. You can go to patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels, and you can support us there. Um, and there you get access to a live stream every month of us doing the show recording it live in front of you making fun of us messing up all of our all of our lines messing up all of uh all of our composer names and we also play games on on the air and I started um, getting it's weird. a lot of fun i just got a weird thought too mm-hmm. cuz i've been trying to torn on like our well, we don't really have any like full like patreon goals or anything no 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 but we, then something, we just like to read your names at the end of the show and but, we like to think about you but then something clicked oh no you also get a discord um, badge <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't. Even, I mean, I set it up. But like, um, <laughs> do I ever go? Do like, I ever go on Discord when I haven't had four beers? <laughs> no, no. Well, like, I just like there's a group I follow called the Dice Tower. Yes. And one thing I've seen mm. them do usually under different circumstances, like an absurd charity donation or something. But they'll they'll take a, they'll get one of the players on the Dice Tower to play a game that mm. the person who won suggested. Like basically, it's like saying you have to try this game. You have to play this game because I do the thing. Well, get the have to out because I still will veto whatever I need to. But it's an interesting thought. Like, hey, if you're a patriot and you're like, this is a game that I want Pernell to suffer through or maybe even enjoy. And we'll live stream it. That would work, yeah. yeah if it's a live streamable thing, they don't bring up some ColecoVision game and expect it to be live streamed because it ain't happening. Yeah, if you want the classic stuff, go check out Keyglyph. Um, former uh, podcaster of the VGM oh, Jukebox. Them. She does a lot of classic stuff. She's really focused on the Apple IIe, which I think is awesome, and I fully support that. That's twitch.tv slash keyglyph. Good memory. Yeah, I remember that. But um, we do thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode, starting with that Nick Walker, Nick Walker. this Michael Myers. <laughs> um, new patron member, thank you very much, Martin Arginius. Steve Miller. Are they were all making fun of me of mispronouncing people's names, or, or were they, no, they or were they, they, they congratulating me? It was a little column A, a little column B. Uh, it was what, more like they were waiting to see how you'd pronounce it, oh, okay. and then you did a good job. Okay, I, I wonder. We if can't I, speak for now though because it sounded a little different. Yeah, it did sound a little different coming out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's humor too. I'm just a. I'm. We're just. We're just a bunch of North Americans. Two wild and crazy uh, guys doing our best. Um, thank you, Steve Miller. Thank you, the Autistic Gamer eighty nine. Thank you, Cameron Worma. Thank you, Christopher Shenstrom. Thank you, Bobby Arson of One Up Funk. Check him out on Instagram at One Up Funk. Thank you, Wicked Sephiroth. Okay, Impala. Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. It's always good chatting with you. Um, and we'll get together soon. Uh, Brian Pitt. Morton Gangso. Chris Murray. That's, that's, become a, that's stuck with him too, by the way. I love that. And thank you. That version won't. Though. I can't imagine people saying it that way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, thank you to the last weekend. Thank you, Jupiter Jazz. Thank you, Solus Sanctuary. Thank you, Damian Beckles, Joe Vasallo, Chris Tinerson, 
Alex, the messenger, messenger, the patron saint of all VGM podcasts, and David Smith. Thank you all, all very, very much for your continued support of the show. It means so much to us. You're all wonderful people. And you always will. And also with you. <laughs> and also with you. That was the end of every uh, VGM jukebox. They'd say, and you mean so much to us, and you always will. Aww. And it was so nice. I I I'm I'm I appreciate that they had to move on and do other things to to move on with their lives. Well, the thing uh, is, like, it the, was just well the on the positive. It was the, so positive. The old recordings are still there. They are still there, and I can go back and time travel. Um, but man, it was just so pleasant, so pleasant. I, I can and I I feel good in the fact that we had a, them on our show, and I did it in their style. Yeah. That made me feel really good about that. Anyway, thank you all so much for your your continued support of the show. Um, and that's it. You've been listening to Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a safe week. We'll see you next time. And remember, time, time marches on. It ain't stopping anytime soon. <laughs> we're here, then we're here a little longer, then we're not. How long, we don't know. Yeah, but what we do know... You came in from a weird place today. I really did come from a weird place today. But... What we have and what we do with the time we have here, it you, we don't we need. That's what we do have control over. Yes. Do what you can to touch as many people as you can, in a good way, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun joke. Um, but basically, leave. Do what you can to leave a positive impact on the world. Make it so that your time here is a something fondly remembered by people. Many, few, doesn't matter. Even if it's just one person that really matters. And it can be something simple. It can be nice. Like, there's a guy who we ate pizza once a week and it felt good. I don't freaking know. Everybody has various weights and levels of what they feel as though they need to do or want to do to make that impact. But what's important and what's worth noting is that it is your your yes, your input, your desire. You can put as much or as little energy as you want into it, but it's definitely something that you should do. Mm. Because it's just... It matters. It matters. Putting out positive energy for others to absorb matters. Mm. It can be tiring sometimes, I'll admit, but sometimes also it's not. It's rewarding because we're here we're here today. We are here today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, but you make today count. Mm. And then honestly, by making today count, tomorrow could be just that much better for you anyway. So, so. double bonus. <laughs>